And now, a word from our sponsors. Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMart.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Bice as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Ren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books? We got them too! Hot Off the Press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for $4.99. Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only $2.99. Also, just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only $33.99. Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Bickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. For more information, go to www.MythMart.com. Call us at 870-557-2612 or email sales at MythMart.com. Yeah, I remember Quinn and his family. It was uh, 2220. You know, life was a depressing, dead in existence thanks to the aftermath of global warming. The only thing they had to look forward to was a mandatory 40-year lifespan, at which point they'd be unceremoniously put to death and turned into compost. But only if they lived that long. You know, then one day, Quinn made a fateful decision, and, you know, there were disastrous consequences. Consequences that forced Quinn and his wife and their son and their friend, to flee the confines of the city in search of a different life. They were searching for something better. Their hopes lie in the distant snow-capped mountains, but to get there they had to cross that dreaded no-man's land, all while being chased by the World Order Security Police who had orders to shoot to kill, and their food and water was running short. Could they make it to reach their new lives? Read their inspiring story to find out in Jim Bates' Something Better, now available in paperback and ebook. For more information, go to www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey, this is Eddie from my life, my public life as an American nerd. And with me, I have Jay Gruesome. Uh, he's an artist, a local artist here in Southern California. How you doing, Jay? Good, man. Good. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. The reason I brought you on is we're doing Scarefer in uh, October 30th, and you're one of the, the vendors that are going to be there, one of the, the premier artists. And I wanted to showcase some of your stuff. We're going to... This uh, podcast goes uh, both on video through YouTube, and it's on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, 
uh, iTunes as well. So we're going to talk a little bit and we're going to show a little bit of the art as well. Cool. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the scare fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be really fun. There's a lot of artists involved, a lot of uh, comic book artists. I think we have 10, yeah, 10 comic book artists and, and writers, authors, publishers, um, as well as some uh, actors and a few fans people as well. So it's going to be yeah. a fun event. Yeah. Well, who are you looking forward to meeting as far as, is there anybody there that you really want to meet? Uh, I'm I'm kind of bad with names at times, but the guy who played uh, Doctor Satan from House Thousand Corpses—that's so one yeah. of my one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, they they know him as Doctor Satan, which is crazy. Um, he's Walter Phelan. Yeah, mm. um, he actually is one of those iconic figures that doesn't get much camera time, but yeah. the name and the fact that they talk about him throughout the entire movie—he's one of those roles that. Uh, sticks in your mind when they finally show him at the end of the movie and there's dr saying yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he uh i get a lot of uh people wanting to see him as well yeah no it's cool. gonna be cool i mean there's a lot of other people too but i mean it's just i i always tend to to just get like overwhelmed at like events too where i'm like all right there's so much to do and i gotta focus on my booth i like <laughs> yeah. i'll like at the end of the event i'll probably realize i like forgot to say hello to anybody <laughs> yeah there's uh there's a lot of people asking um because there's going to be music there as well and there's going to be the haunted uh carnival which is psychotic and the music uh, we have a band uh playing it's a uh, road work but the main band the 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 highlight is um going to be uh american zombie which is mm. a rob zombie tribute show and it's a spook show, and they look, act, sound exactly like Rob Zombie. Uh, the videos <laughs> up like Rob Zombie, so a lot of people are like, "If I'm going to be vending, I can't see that." Right. So, so I, I I did tell them that uh, breakdown. If 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 you want, if you're not selling anything, or if you're not working with customers anymore, and you want to go see uh, the live performance of uh, the Rob Zombie band, or want to go take a look at the the carnival. Uh, uh, psychotic that you you could do that as well and i'm pretty sure people are going to be uh mingling or trying to get some autographs as well during that time uh scarefares at uh at the san bernardino fairgrounds in victorville um on october 30th 2021 it starts at 9 a.m and ends at 9 p.m so you're a big fan of horror movies i take it yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah i basically that's all like I'm usually just painting and got a horror movie or something in the background. And that's kind of my days. <laughs> I just watch, and I watch a ton from like the worst of all of them to, you know, the better ones, but <laughs> no, you said, you mentioned Dr. Shane. Is that your favorite movie? House of the Thousand Corpses or. Uh, I mean, I think my all time um, favorite horror movie is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like uh, that was always my staple for some reason. It just was the one I gravitated towards. And then, I think too, because when I was in uh, high school, they did like the the remake that I felt that one was pretty good too, but they can never do sequels well. So, <laughs> uh, what's the name was in it? Um, McCon- McCon- um, Matthew McConaughey was it? Well, that, that was the, that was the remake, or is that what the? No, I was um, I was thinking the the remake with uh, Jessica Biel. Oh, okay, then, yeah, yeah. I think that was like two thousand four three somewhere around there maybe somewhere I forget around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it all starts to blend together well that that movie has been redone and um, 
and not really changed, but they kind of added some things and, and uh, recreated the character. Actually, yeah. the, the the character of Leatherface, because uh, he wasn't the only character on the original one, but they kind of like, gravitated, gravitated towards him and made sequels based on him. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it started, I think, because it was mainly kind of focusing on the family as the whole, right. and then it kind of branched off to just him, and then, I don't know, like I said, they just haven't really done, like, sequels or prequels that well, like, there was that one, uh, I think it was, like, Leatherface that came out not that long yeah. ago, and I watched his, you know, I always watch them, but I just wish it was always a little bit more something. <laughs> yeah, um, that was one of the first movies that kind of went towards the, the gore factor of a movie, uh, where they kind of focus on the gore opposed to the identity of each character. Um, I think they went and the last one, the Leatherface one, they they overdid the gore and didn't do too much of the, the character building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a I have a lot of favorites um as well. Now watching the horror movies, did you pick out specific scenes or specific people that you wanted to draw? Or you just drew like the most famous person that was in that movie? No, I mean for me, I feel like I, I don't really think about it in that term. Sometimes I just whatever character will pop in my head. It's it's more of a it's an art thing where if I don't start, it was, as soon as I think of it, if I don't start it, it just won't really get done. So if yeah. I'll like think of a character, I'll start seeing it in my head, and I'll go you know get into the sketchbook, and then I'll just try to like work myself through the whole thing to get it. Like that's why I'm working on the uh trigger tree painting back yeah. here and uh that's how it was i just kind of like thought about it the other day saw it in my head so i just started going at it yeah. um so it doesn't really they just kind of come to me randomly as far as who or what i'm gonna kind of go at and then i'll sometimes i'll write stuff down to or like i'll make a list of characters that i want to do there um because at, at the horror shows especially too people will ask me for characters that i won't have you know so i'll write those down make sure i get to that so I don't really think of it while I'm watching a movie. It's just more so it comes to me randomly. Do you do a lot of commissions? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do a dis- decent amount. It's like usually smaller size stuff, but yeah, it's always nice to get commissions because then I know what to do. <laughs> what captured me about your work here? I'm going to go to your website real quick. Sure. I'm going to share this. Now, this is your website here. Now, what really interests me with your work is the way that you package it Mm. you you package your work really good i don't think your website shows yeah i know on my uh, instagram the instagram will probably have it yeah but yeah yeah, because that kind of just started happening uh this year really i uh i had a friend uh who um who goes by uh uh, bruce 13 and uh we were just talking one day and he was bringing up logos and i realized i really needed to work on one uh so i just kind of started kind of working on the idea of the skull and then the ear the rabbit ears kind of formed and then it became like you know that so then i was able to start working more with like packaging and things so all that stuff kind of just came about this year so this is your main logo the the rabbit with the the skull rabbit that's cool and the packaging is um your name is in black it says jay gruesome or gruesome and uh it's in cellophane and you package each of your your product that way and you take a picture of each person that buys your your product i thought that was great marketing and so it makes people want to get it to take the picture with the packaging as well but it's it's i thought that was great marketing uh, yeah i mean i kind of um like i had other friends that were doing it at shows and stuff so 
as I got back out there, I just kind of started doing it. And now it's one of those things where I feel like I have to keep doing it. So like, and like, it's nice too, cause I'll get a lot of people that, you know, they'll see their, their photo on Instagram once they start following me and then right. I can, you know, be able to reach back out and, you know, thank people and stuff from, from the shows who made purchases and everything. So these are your canvas art. You have several uh, uh, different ways you package. And so your art, you either sell it by eight by 10 canvases, which are the, the smaller prints and, uh, and you sell the large canvases as well. Okay. Those are called the eight by tens or the canvas pa- uh, panels or. Oh, uh, they're like the mixed uh, mixed media kind of canvases. Okay. Yeah. And those are more of like my bigger original uh, paintings. As you can see, he does uh different types of styles not just horror but i see you have deadpool there yeah <laughs> and uh free and loathing in las vegas that one's cool actually thank you i just saw that one recently out at uh patches and pins down in uh, santa Ana. okay so you did patches and pins the orange county one i know they had one in los angeles and the next weekend they had one in orange county as well um yeah they've been really like doing a lot i just i like keep wanting to make it back but i always got other events too that i've already signed up for no i've seen that two events within the last two weeks you're yeah. you get pretty busy when do you have time to do the art <laughs> uh i mean i i feel like i'm i'm working basically like all, all seven days a week because during the week is when i'm getting paintings done getting my supplies getting stuff packaged and everything and in the weekends, I'll do shows. Like, I'm going to take a break for this weekend and just get myself prepared for the rest of the month uh, that I, for stuff I have going on. But, yeah, I mean, I just kind of try to focus. I mean, this is my full time, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't have to really – I know there's other artists who, you know, are splitting time. So it does take a lot to kind of get there because I was doing that in the past, you know, trying to slowly work out canvases and stuff here and there in between my job and everything. But now that I can do it full time – it's just something where you, when you treat it like a job, you know, you make your dedicated practices. So like in the morning, you know, that's when I try to get the idea out or the sketch out, or I'll figure out what I need to do for my day and all. So, I mean, it just really like having the time and being able to organize it in a way where I actually complete everything now. <laughs> now is everything you saw hand printed or you also saw prints? Uh, I, mean, I actually hand painted. So, I've been trying to figure that out a little bit more because as I got back into it this year, I was just sort of bringing, you know, everything I've been working on. I do think I'm going to kind of go forward with more like doing one original, like bigger canvas piece, uh, like one of these sizes back here. And then just sort of doing like poster prints and stuff from that size. And like, I still have other little prints and things that I'll work on, but I really like doing the bigger canvases more. And I feel like at this point, it would be cooler to have like a big binder on my table, just full of like, Almost like if you were at a poster shop, you know, and people could kind of browse through different things and be able to take home a bigger piece than the little five by sevens that I that I have right now. So last uh, when you were at Spooky Nights, that event there, my daughter comes up to you, grabs me, come here, dad, come here, dad, I want one of these. <laughs> and uh, you have uh, skateboards, the board mm-hmm. actually. Uh, and you do what inspired you to start doing boards or how long have you been doing boards? I was definitely never like, a full skater i was more of just like a cruiser and stuff kind of growing up but um i've always loved you know art so i mean skate deck skate decks always had really cool artwork on them and everything so i was always drawn to that uh and i had been to a couple gallery shows and stuff too where like the the ram skull and the uh the owl um those i did for a show 
spec down in Santa Ana at a place called Low Key Gallery. And it was just like all themed. So it was just kind of something that I've always sort of done a little bit of. But lately I've been trying to do more of because I found some like cheap used skate decks that I've been able to sand down and repaint. So it's something just, it was just something that I always liked doing, but I just never did a bunch of them like I'm starting to. They are cool. Thank you. I got to tell you that. If she was going to get one of these, I'd rather hang it on her wall than destroy it on the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they, they are really cool. Now, you say that, you. that you didn't skate much uh, when you were a kid. Um, you didn't. Go, did you go to any skate parks or anything or just skate around the house? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, so I'm actually originally from uh, Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, even though I, like the city part was real big on skating, I was like sort of right outside of the city and my, I don't know, my area was it, I wasn't always around like that kind of crowd and everything. So uh, it was only for me that I, like I, like I said, I would do it. I would cruise around, but I never got into like skate parks and doing big tricks and everything. So it was just, it was one of those things where I loved watching it. You know, love, I went to, uh, I went to the X games a couple of times, especially the ones they were in, uh, they were in uh, Philadelphia down at like city hall and stuff. Me and my dad went down there. Uh, so I, I mean, I was always into it, like I said, but I just never, fully got into the scene like that i just watched a video with tony hawk and it was <laughs> it was done like the beginning of this year and he went through a loop a 360 loop and he's like the only one that would actually complete it through and he just <laughs> jumped on it and just did it and i'm like dude how old are you because <laughs> i'd be afraid of breaking a bone or something i know right it's I know, crazy. he's getting up there, man. <laughs> yeah, but going to the X Games is pretty cool. I've been to one myself. Um, watching them come off on those large ramps, what are they, about three stories tall? Some, yeah, I don't know, they're ramps. huge. Yeah, <laughs> they're about three stories tall, and coming off on those on a skateboard is just crazy. Right? <laughs> uh, did you a lot write... of faith you're putting into that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like four little wheels. Right. And, and a deck, hoping that deck don't crack when you land. <laughs> Uh, did you, uh, or you into BMX or biking or, uh, no, I mean, I was more just, like I said, I was, if I was doing anything, transportation like that, it was skating, but I just wasn't into like the full scene of doing tricks and all that crazy stuff. I would love to be able to do some tricks, but I just have to get back into it, I guess. <laughs> no, you, you were raised in for, uh, Philadelphia and you came over to California when you were younger. When did you come over to California? Uh, it's been a little over five years now uh, since I've been out here, so not that long ago. It's a big difference between Philadelphia and uh, California. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I know there's some people that come and go back, but I don't know. I like it out here. You're living in uh, L.A. County? Yeah. Yeah. The events that you're doing, you, you do Orange County and uh, L.A. County events? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm kind of going, you know, trying to get back into going all over. Eventually, you know, a cool goal would be able to travel to different shows, even across different states. So I'm always willing to go to whatever show I need to. But uh, right now, it's been kind of like from here down towards Santa Ana and over towards uh, in uh, Inland Empire area and stuff like that, too. I know some of these artists, and including yourself, has been doing nonstop shows since the beginning of the year, since they lifted the COVID uh, band as far as um, events opening up. Has that been it for you, constantly working every weekend? Yeah, uh, trying to. Uh, just trying to get a routine, trying out different shows and testing out other markets and areas and just seeing where else I could have good traction and all. 
yeah i mean that's all it's been right now is just me trying to like stay booked stay constant you know i've been doing like i said commissions and some online sales but being able to make those connections in person is super helpful because if we do have to go back into a lockdown you know at least there'll be some followers who can oh, yeah. be, you know open to seeing my work still and stuff so i mean it's good to try to stay busy right now but i mean stay safe is always number one so don't force yourself out of your comfort zone you know i think that's forced a lot of people to rethink their their own uh, home businesses as far as being out in the public and then having to be in lockdown to prepare themselves to be in lockdown to get as much exposure as possible and and uh, kind of do things online after the fact i hopefully i'm hopefully for the <laughs> sake of scarefare that we do not have another lockdown exactly that people continue to wear their masks where they're at high risk or there's areas where uh, there's a, a big crowd of people so Man. Just, just wear your mask hopefully i don't know people are getting vaccinated but can get vaccinated get vaccinated especially if you're going to be attending these events what age did you start with your artwork knowing that you were good to good enough to sell <laughs> uh well it was kind of like i was in uh, out of high school i went into retail and i worked for that for a while and at the time i was really wasn't drawing or anything like i was just more so it always around different art so I was just always into it uh, and it was always something though that like as a kid and all, I would want to do and would try to draw but I think I was it was probably really right before I moved out here so I guess about six seven years ago uh, I was just kind of in the middle of a job that I hated and I just decided that like I needed to do something else and it just came down to me choosing art as my next step and I just focused on it and I spent, I spent a lot of my shifts just drawing instead of doing real work there anymore. And it just became something I started doing constantly. And then uh, even up to really like, like even up to like 2018, I really wasn't in a place that I felt good in. So I, it was always a little rocky and stuff, but it was really weird. It was kind of like, as we started going into quarantine is when I started getting more into my own art style and I had people reaching out for commissions and then you know within this year like coming up with a logo and a design so it's kind of really crazy to think about how I've been doing it for a few years now but the last two years have been like the successful and me kind of feeling connected with my style more you know people also connecting with it and everything and so it's it's kind of something where I hear it all the time. People say like, oh, I wish I could draw and stuff. And in my head, like I'm always yeah. thinking like, yeah, I said the same thing like six, seven years ago, but I chose to do it. And the more you, you know, obviously the more you practice yeah. at anything, the better you're going to get. So yeah, it's just, it was just the decision in the middle of a job I hated to really be like, all right, I got to find what's, you know, what's going to drive me. Yeah. The rest yeah. of my life here. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that it hit at a uh, predominant time when a COVID happened, a pandemic that your art started taking off, which would have been for the opposite for many, which been their work had slowed down drastically because they were, were losing a lot of the customers where you picked up customers during that time. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was just like uh, I had worked at uh, Michael's and stuff too. So I had a couple, I had like a coworker who commissioned some pieces. And then I had uh, another guy who was like a musician and sort of had his own clothing brand. And I did like a commission for him. And then it was just like the snowball effect where I was also kind of like 
finding my own style within that. So I was doing these little five by sevens and then those were easier to kind of sell at shows and stuff. So yeah, it just kind of was like a snowball effect. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed off at Michael's right now because they put out their Halloween stuff this week. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I went to the Michaels down the street and they had their, um, their villages up on display. They were putting them together, but they did not put any of the product in at that time. <laughs> and, and I asked, well, do you have this? They have a, it's like a jukebox and it's their record store, a zombie mm-hmm. record store. And then they have the big Ferris wheel behind that. I said, can I get these down? They said, no, they're not displayed. You got to wait till they get displayed and then come back and buy them. And uh, the next day I, I went back and they're sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally it was almost like almost 12 hours later. So My they gosh. did, somebody else did sell them, but yeah. they probably didn't even hit the display. They probably just sold right off the, the display, but did not hit the, the well, yeah, and And the other thing uh, is uh, from like a behind the scenes kind of idea. We do a lot of the, online orders, pick up in store, or even just shipping out to other people. So they may not have even made it to a sales floor. Someone earlier, even in the day could have just a bunch of orders went through someone ordered a bunch. And that's, that's the part that gets annoying, you know, and and it is like, you're better off. You are sometimes better off doing the online order pick up in store. I was just looking at their whole display and most of it was already empty before it even hit the rack. So I was like, (laughs) what the hell? And so they have this, display up and, and actually people bought off the display too we're buying off the display yeah um halloween is coming quicker and quicker during the year or yeah i, I kind of i feel like i feel like this is the first year honestly where i can say once july hit it all of a sudden became like halloween and it's really weird because i feel like it never happens like that i feel like halloween is over always almost like overpowered by christmas automatically well, it was also with, I wanted to get the 12 foot um, skeleton for Scarefair mm. and online orders were already sold out. So I went to our store and they're buying them by twos and fours. And I think they should limit the amount they're buying because I know they're reselling them on, on eBay or whatever, but of course. yeah, those 12 foot skeletons went so quick, like in a day, they're all gone. Mm. Um, even online it was crazy, yeah. but yeah, it, if you do not get your Halloween stuff in July, I guess you're you're out. Or I don't know if they restock all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, usually you get up till like September, you know, and then it phases out completely. We went to Hobby Lobby uh, two days ago. That mm. Christmas, they have Christmas stuff out. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, they're more of a religious based company as it is. <laughs> right. so, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna kind of probably move past halloween quickly well what they, what they what they do they don't put out their their halloween stuff i think till the end of august and but they do put mm. out their christmas and their fall stuff out before the halloween stuff so yeah yeah, yeah it happens that way uh do you have a lot of halloween memories nothing like super crazy just like typical kid ones you know <laughs> just like going from i think i was like a i think i was like the green ranger ones i think i was I was a brown paper bag one year for some reason <laughs> as a kid. I know, like my mom. I was a white it. sheet. 
when my, mom, my mom put the holes in and, and she still has a picture because uh, like, she thought that's it you know, so, yeah. it's like i get like i'm a very like dry humor sense of person so i think it was like she told she told me she asked me what i wanted to be and i just in a very serious face just told her a paper bag so she just made me that costume and Did i went as a big paper really giant paper bag i was i was young like i was like really young so uh-huh. i think i was even probably like at an age where just like an oversized <laughs> one from the supermarket probably worked. Yeah. So if I can ever find a photo of it, I'll definitely post it on Instagram. So That's yeah, you have but, to. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, like, uh, then one year recently, I, one of my better costumes, I felt like I had long hair and I went as Big Lebowski and it worked really well. Oh, that's, that's a good idea for me. I, yeah, I, for I've sure. got a little bit of the belly and I've grown my hair out. So yeah, no, I just need the robe. Just walk around. <laughs> um i remember uh halloween pass where it was dangerous to go out halloween trick-or-treating in the early 80s when they had a scare of uh, people putting razor blades and needles and pins inside candy and that was like they'd we'd bring home our candy and empty out our bags and they'd go through everything cutting open some of the snicker bars or throwing away the candy apples and the um, small candy corns and mm. looking for this stuff now i personally never experienced any of that finding it but um i think it's more of an ongoing hoax that keeps coming up every year every halloween is like threatened by something i mean we didn't have halloween last year because of the um the pandemic oh, uh, and pandemic, i think yeah. that that holiday was probably the most threatened throughout the whole entire year where people were like what am I going to do on Halloween? <laughs> and not not what are we going to do on Christmas? What are we going to do on Thanksgiving, on Fourth uh, of July? But what what are we going to do on Halloween? What are the kids going to do on Halloween? Uh, yeah. And and I felt like that threat happened earlier on, where people are like, "Wear your mask, save Halloween." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I've seen that so many times. It wasn't save your mask or, or wear your mask and save Christmas. Or, or save, yeah, save <laughs> Halloween. Um, and and it got me thinking that that is my favorite holiday, but it got me thinking how many people love that holiday. And mm. uh, I don't know if it's because um, it's a time where they can be something that they're usually not, or it kind of brings out that kid in them, or it's a time to enjoy the kids trick or treating. I don't know. It's it's one of those holidays that that people enjoy and they enjoy from their youth to their adulthood. Yeah. And there's usually that there's usually just that like awkward age group where you're not sure if you're supposed to do anything. Trick or treat. Yeah. yeah. You're like, am I, am I too old to go trick or treating now? Yeah. But yeah, I'm do- like not old enough to dress up. You know what I mean? There's that yeah. awkward age gap. Um, we have an 18 year old is going to that right now. And he, <laughs> the last couple of years, like, I'm not going to dress up. Well, I wear a little bit of makeup and I'll wear my regular <laughs> clothes. I could be a teenage zombie, and it's like either go all out or go not go out at all. Yeah, just I mean, I'm in my fifties. I still dress up, you know. But I believe I I don't remember, but I I don't know if I went through that time or that where I was feeling like I shouldn't dress up or I should dress up or I'm too old to dress up. No, I can dress up. Yeah, I definitely like. I've been on the ends of being the only one dressed up at a Halloween party and not being the one dressed up at a Halloween party. So like I've been on both ends of like <laughs> awkwardness of Halloween parties and it's always like, all right, well, 
here I am. <laughs> what was your favorite costume? Uh, the paper bag? I mean, that's definitely a good one. <laughs> definitely a good one. Probably, I mean, honestly, that probably is the better one because I can't think of many great ones. I don't, because the thing is, as much as I do love Halloween, I don't, I don't typically go all out costume wise. Like two years ago for Halloween, I was Marty McFly. So, I mean, like, it, I kind of go a little more like Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I mean, that one was pretty cool because I actually found like an orange puffy vest and everything that worked out so like getting all the right elements for that costume definitely was did fun. you get into character a little bit i was at a wrestling <laughs> show so it kind of uh, worked out <laughs> that's cool i'm looking I, I have a batman mask i actually have a hood and i was batman <laughs> last year but i was nightmare batman and i i actually not last year because we didn't have halloween it was the year before that i went to a halloween party at a, a comic book shop one of our comic shops up here in victorville i was the nightmare batman i just did everything. I had the, the beige trench coat. I went out and got a Nerf gun and painted it, and it looked it looked real. I shouldn't have been walking around with it. <laughs> cool. uh, it kind of like uh, had that rusty look to the black, and uh, had the boots. Everything. I'm not tall, so people were making fun of like, uh, <laughs> "You're a short man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now I look at him; he's tall. But yeah. I, I think that was probably one of my favorites. But I do like getting dressed up. Two years in a row prior to that, I did. I was the Joker, went out all on the makeup, the latex makeup. And then the year before that, I was Two-Face. My, the Two-Face one came out really good. My wife that helped me with cool. that one. Where My hair was longer, so I was able to do the hair on one side and then the this conservative look on the other side. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I got some, like, I want to work on uh, taking my logo and turning it into, like, a face mask. So that's one of the ideas that I've got going. So. That'd be cool because then I could just have a permanent costume. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Stand up, let me see your shirt. I want to see that logo one more time. Now you do have your, your sweatshirts online as well. Uh, the hoodies, uh, hoodies, I'm out of right now. I gotta get some money together and then get some more of those done. But uh, there's t-shirts up there. Yeah. Because um, this was like when I came up with the logo, I did just the hoodie design and uh, a small uh, t-shirt run design, and they were just more like simpler things, but with how well they sold and how well people connected to it. I just like found the screen printer and got some more designs going. But right now I'm just like at that point of having so many things happening. I think I was like told you the other day, yeah. I was trying to get organized in my own thoughts and ideas and directions of which way, but I definitely want to have another run of hoodies uh, in time for like the fall season and stuff. But I will, I will, my goal would definitely be to have them for scare fair. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, save me a hoodie because I want one of those. Uh, I, I want to be the first one to buy it right off the line. So right. they're not, they're not sold off. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. You do t-shirts. Um, are you going to do other, other type of things like uh, mugs or cups? Or are you just going to stick to the basics? Uh, well, I mean, it definitely, I definitely uh, have ideas to expand stuff. So, I mean, as my goal right now is, as my painting starts selling more and I'm able to get more money coming in from the actual art, that's going to fund like kind of like the product line idea of like, you know, like I do have, I would, I, I mean, I love coffee. I mean, so, I mean, mugs are definitely on my list of things. Um, I've even made like mock-up ideas of like just a basic black baseball bat, you know, with my logo and stuff on it. Uh, so I do have ideas going forward. I want to do for things merchandise wise, but it just, I gotta, sometimes I get too many ideas. I gotta remind myself yeah. to just do one at a time. <laughs> now, I've combined, and uh, we, we're gonna have uh, the artist Ellie 
and the artist Alex Ellie's going to be mixed with um, local artists as well as more famous artists and comic book artists and also the actors and the um, celebrities we turned the rear of artist Ellie but you're going to be right next to some of the comic book artists that do some really good work uh, some really good covers I think I think you're going to be sitting by Bill McKay he's a a comic book artist that has done quite a few comic books. Um, he's actually coming out with his own uh, creation of comic books as well. But oh, yeah, awesome. get you some exposure to some of those comic book artists as well. Have you ever cool. thought about doing a comic book, or or did you ever take a comic book character and just kind of sketch them out? And uh, I mean, I've done uh, like on the smaller canvases and stuff. I've done Marvel characters and DC characters and stuff. But I mean, I wanted to do the the blank covers you know you can buy the blank comic book oh covers, yes but uh it's just something where like again it's like it's on my list of things i want to do but i just haven't gotten to do any because actually i would say before i would do that one of my first ideas is to in my own art style recreate uh like movie movie covers for like horror movies you know oh, go yeah. buy but like you know the movie would be in there i'd buy like you know the movie and just replace the cover right. kind of with my own art or so like that That'd be really good uh, just like the comic with the the comics that you're talking about that has the blank cover. Um, what some of the artists do, the comic artists do, they buy several of those blank covers and they sell the comic book and then they're handed the comic book and they just kind of like sketch up, sketch up a commission right there and then that that's pretty cool. <laughs> they they do that too. Yeah. They have quite a few different uh, characters that that somebody could buy from. So that's a pretty good idea as far as the the movies are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. So are there any other uh, styles or any other types of, of hobbies that you have, like um, whether it be music or, or, or movies or uh, sports? Or uh, I mean, as I'm getting uh, more into like a comfortable position with everything again, there's other, you know, I do, I do like, and you know, I enjoy watching horror movies and everything. I kind of, I've briefly written some stuff that I want to kind of eventually turn into, you know, like maybe like a short film, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, anything, I mean, anything that's creative, of course, but I mean, also I love to just, I'll go out for like, I'm not too far from uh, like Griffith Park area and stuff. And just kind of being able to be in nature and be around spaces where I can kind of be calm. And I enjoy that kind of thing, camping too. So anything that's kind of just, you know, creative, I'll get into. I mean, I, I have a, keyboard i bought you know not that long oh, wow. ago just because i wanted to see it but it's of course it's like i did i was good at it for like a month and now i haven't gotten back to practicing it so <laughs> it, it's hard it's hard when you buy some stuff like it's very rare that i get to play with my equipment but when i do i i'll spend a couple of hours just constantly enjoying it and then yeah. it's put away for another couple of weeks and then i get to play with it again so right yeah i have to find time and right now Time is very limited because of the. We have the uh, scare fair coming up in October. Then we have a pop culture expo coming up in February on February twelfth. So it's like, man, it's been busy, very busy. Yeah. Do you, did you learn to play music or? Uh, or when was I was um, no, when I well, I mean, when I was like in middle school, high school, I played drums, mm-hmm. uh, and I took like lessons and stuff like that. I did like. I played in like a band for like a little bit, um, nothing too big, you know, typical high school kind of garage band stuff. But, uh, but no, I mean, I definitely miss doing that. Like I miss having that musical outlet as well. 
so I mean, it's again, it's always just something like you say, where you'll have a day or something where you can get a couple hours into it, but then it's you just kind of forget about it or something yeah. for another little bit. But I definitely I do miss playing drums and stuff. I have an electric drum set in my storage somewhere, but I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> and now coming from Philadelphia, are you a sports fan? I think I like realized when I left that I'm not really a big sports fan, but when you live in Philadelphia, you kind of have no choice. You're forced into it. Yeah. It really was like an eye opener for me coming out here of like, wow, like, like, yeah, like people love the Lakers and stuff, but at the same time, it's like, it's not everything. Like it's everything in Philadelphia. And, but I would say, I mean, I do enjoy hockey. I mean, hockey was always a sport though, that I did naturally enjoy. Uh, never played it or anything, but uh, it definitely enjoyed watching it. Yeah, being out there in Philadelphia, you cannot be living in Philadelphia and like an outside team. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just impossible. Or here I am in California. I like the Minnesota Vikings, and then I like the (laughs) the Oakland A's, and I'm not a big uh, like Angels or Dodger fan, but uh, you can imagine – the people out here in California really don't care. They're like, oh, you like that team? You know, yeah. uh, there are some diehard uh, Raider fans and, and Dodger fans. But for the most part, out here, you could like sort anything. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, the, the one thing you can definitely do out here that I don't think you could get away with in <laughs> Philadelphia is having bars that are dedicated to other sports teams. You know, like yeah. there are some bars you go and take like a Green Bay Packers bar or like a 40, you know, like it's just, it's sort of just like you can have those in the same area where like you, you can, <laughs> can like like a market like if you had even like a Jersey team you know like the New Jersey Devils or something like a bar for that like it would just be burned down like it wouldn't it wouldn't I, last. I've always I, I traveled a lot through the years and I've always wanted to go to a, a game in Philadelphia, but I never did because of those reasons. You, you the fans are just so brutal that you won't have a chance to even cheer for your team no (laughs) (laughs) they will shut you down real quick yeah it's it's just they're they're very dedicated there that's one of the the places where i I feel that they're the most dedicated they're in um ohio state Uh, ohio state all red and yeah yeah, you don't even go inside that stadium with another color it's all red (laughs) it's red or nothing did you uh did you travel to outside states much like ohio and um, yeah actually um i had um there i had family in ohio and like oklahoma and texas and stuff so i travel a little bit like i like i still haven't traveled as much as i would want to yet or even gotten outside of the country but so i've been to like a couple different places so far in the states but definitely not a lot that i would like to there's only five states that i have not been to in, in, in the united states but not that i care to one of them's montana alaska Wyoming, <laughs> yeah, places like that. Where it's just like, I, I would like to go for the parks, but it's not necessary. Then you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of go see the park and then done. Yeah, it's like yeah. a drive through. It's like kind of like make it on your road trip somewhere. But California is one of those states where you can travel up and down the coast and see so many different elements of California that are so much different than down in San Diego and going up to. Uh, Big Sur or up north and see just the different types of parks and the types of different, even the weather's different yeah. from from the bottom of the coast to the top of the coast. And uh, you get a different feeling that you're in a different state. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any other state 
where you get that much from. Maybe there are parts of Tennessee that are like that too. That's cool. Uh, from one to the other, yeah. but but there's not many states that you get that that difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with it being like a whole coast, yeah, it definitely. I've definitely traveled uh, like down to San Diego and stuff and back up. Um, I don't think I've gone. No, I didn't go. I don't think I've gone that far up north. Yeah. Um, a little past Malibu and stuff. But yeah, it is like every section of California beaches is kind of different. Just, well, just all. <laughs> look at uh, Los Angeles and and. Orange County are completely different. Oh, way different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like people come to California and want to see Disneyland and they want to see Hollywood at the same time. And they go and see Hollywood and they're like, this is Hollywood. This, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not a theme yeah. park. It's really just, yeah. it's, an, it's like, it's an area. Like it's, I think people, maybe, maybe people think like Hollywood is just one big soundstage or something. Yeah. Like glamorous it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's full of acting, but at the same time, it's not. I, like... I love Hollywood. I love LA. I, I'm from the city. I'm from the, the county, I should say. But I've always liked going to those places, the clubs and seeing concerts there. And, and each concert venue is actually different, too. You, you might have a small venue, like, let's say, the Viper Room or the Roxy. Mm-hmm. And then you might have, like, down the street... <laughs> the greek or hollywood bowl you know right. and they're, they're 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 two different venues but the experiences you would have to experience them different yeah right and they're so close in proximity too yeah <laughs> like really there's close. a bunch of them uh, a bunch of places where you could go see live entertainment that i think there's right a couple there. places there's a couple places i think i've seen where what street i was on but i'm kind of close to the hollywood area so there's a bunch of even smaller venues even starting to open back up for just like little local things like comedy and comedy stuff and yeah you know movie little movie theater places and stuff i see opening up now what 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 type of music do you prefer to listen to um music music is something where i don't know i kind of go through a lot i mean anything really from you know like heavy metal punk music and down to like I've really gotten into some of the EDM music and things like that. And, and like, I'm not really someone who judges music harshly. It's just, I'll throw something on. I don't really care. Like if, if later on I find out, maybe it's not the best thing looking too short, <laughs> but like I'll listen to, you know, newer stuff, older stuff. And I like to change it up. And when I'm doing art, different music affects my mood within a painting. So if I'm trying to be more energetic in a painting, you know, I'm going to put on something that's either like, you know, heavy metal or that like faster paced EDM, or if I'm doing more line work, I'll put on, you know, slower energy music, you know, sometimes I'll even put on something a little like classical and just like, so, so what, what's heavy, heavy metal, what's heavy metal to you more like um, a Molly crew heavy metal or like a um, Metallica heavy metal or anthrax or. I mean, I, I, I grew up like my, one of my more favorite like metal metal bands was Slayer. It's um, so that kind of was where I got like into it the, um, with them, just like the faster paced guitars mm-hmm. and drums and everything. But then at the same time, that slower kind of creepy, you know, some of their songs, you got like the rain and stuff coming down yeah. and it like puts you in like a horror movie feel to it. So stuff like that. And I mean, sometimes like I'll pull away from it when it gets too like deeply screamy, <laughs> you know, like I'm not, I can't get too much into that, but at the same time, like take that out and give me the instrumentals, you know, like, like I love it as like the um because it's like the progressive kind of metal too, where like yeah. some of the songs are like ten minutes long, but you got these like really cool 
build ups and slow down like surgical. but there's you know and there's no and there's no lyrics it's just <laughs> just yeah. music yeah I, I like that too there's a lot of songs that do that uh especially when they uh become uh more influenced to just write the music instead of write lyrics and their influence comes from different areas either earthy or whatever and you could you could tell by the music how how they were influenced without listening to any of the lyrics at all yeah yeah, yeah i like that as well okay mom we're running a little bit out of time all right it was great having you um what events are you going to be at uh within the next couple of weeks uh so next weekend uh the 13th and 14th i'll be in uh, an event called pancakes and booze uh, and it's just, uh, I know it's in downtown LA, uh, area. I'll be posting about it and stuff in the next couple of days, especially. Uh, and then after that, I'll be back in, uh, the summer spook nights on the 21st, I believe that. Yeah. It was a Saturday. And then that's the, the one in, that's the one in, and Rancho Rancho Rancho, Umaga, yeah. At the one at, yeah. At, yeah. The historical site. I'm like right. trying to remember all the places and their names. Yeah. Uh, sometimes honestly for shows, like I'll wake up and I'll look at where I have to go and I'll be like, <laughs> Oh, I have a two hour drive. All right. I got to start getting ready now. Like I don't, I forget because of like in Philly, like, yeah, stuff would be far, but out here you got to add on the traffic. So like yeah. a 20 mile drive isn't a half hour. It's like it, 40 two. minutes to an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then um, the last, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going yet, but I know the last weekend of uh, August, I'll be down in Santa Ana. I'm going to do kind of like a little coffee shop uh display i'm gonna have some artwork up and i'm gonna even be doing uh live painting and stuff there so it's people that i knew at a gallery that i worked at previously before covid and everything so they're always cool they always like help me out and bring me back down there for events is that red coffee or no it's not right i forget the coffee shop uh it's definitely not i don't think so anyway i don't think it's like a horror based anything so i'll probably have more of my like other ram skull paintings and stuff that you had up earlier from my website there what if somebody wanted to find you on social media or online uh how could they find you uh you can find me on instagram at uh, at jay gruesome really if you look that up anywhere else you'll find me <laughs> uh, but i don't i don't really i i, I use instagram probably the most there's a facebook right. page i don't do anything on it um right. there's a twitter page maybe i don't think i do anything <laughs> on it uh and then i do have uh tiktok under jay gruesome as well where i'm starting to do some time lapse of just like little things i'm doing but right now instagram is just like the main platform i feel like it's just kind of i can connect to everybody easily um, i know facebook still has their groups and stuff but i can't it's i can barely pay attention to a group chat in instagram let alone right. a whole community of people talking at once the picture that's behind you of sam uh trick-or-treat you were doing um, line work and then you had the color to it. So if people want to see that, they could go see that on Instagram as well. Right. Did, did you do uh, a time-lapse one on that one too? Or I haven't, I didn't do like a time-lapse video. I've been posting kind of like slow progress right. photos on my story. I'm trying to get better at the documenting end. You know, when you're, I know a lot of artists are the same way. Like we focus so much on the creative end. We forget about the marketing end sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that that's actually good where they can see that because I, I liked watching the beginning uh, work of the trick or treat behind you, and then mm-hmm. watching you add the color to it, and then watching it now that's behind you. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah, I'll probably I'll probably as my once it's done, I'll probably do like a little slideshow post then of like the sketch to the canvas to the color process. <laughs> yeah, well that's cool. Well, 
thank you for uh, joining me today with the the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was really really great talking to you. Everybody else, I'm signing off. This is Eddie and Jay at My Life, My Public Life as an American Nerd. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.